0: And let's go to James Myrtle, Editor-in-Chief of The Athletic Toronto. James, how's it going, bud?
1: Good, Andy. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Before we jump into the Maple Leafs, I want to get your take on our Twitter poll question at TSN Analytics, which is, uh, which surprising team is most likely to make the playoffs this season? Which most surprising team is most likely to make the playoffs? The Devils, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, or none of them?
1: I'm going to say none. Yeah, I'm glad that was an option. There because <laughs> I, I, I still don't believe in any of these teams, yeah. but um, it's going to be really, really interesting, especially if Vegas can hold on. I mean, they were already up okay. to the best start for an expansion team in any sport in the last, like, 40 years. So not what I expected, especially with, with Marc-Andre Fleury going down with an injury because, you know, I thought if they were going to have any success that he was going to be the backbone of that.
0: Sure, sure. So to have that start, and that's got to be good for... A new market, too, right? Like, it's, you have some hype coming in, and they're not just losing out or, or anything. So it's nice to have that little bit of hype.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the uh, level of support and the level of interest in Vegas is much higher than I think we probably would have anticipated in Canada. So, you know, good for them.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So let's get to the Maple Leafs Uh, right now, as of Saturday. They are 6-1-0, second place, one point back of Tampa Bay for the lead in the Atlantic Division. And, boy, we heard the clip off the the start, like, James... it, Austin Matthews. It, we, we know how good he was last year, but to keep up that, that torrid scoring pace, uh, what, where's the ceiling for this guy? What do you think we're going to be looking at as far as this season goes? Because he did go through that slump last year and we saw him regress a little bit before rebounding. Is there any way to, that you feel we can track what might be his ceiling this year?
1: He had 40 goals last year, and his shooting percentage was about 14%. And I know some people in the analytics community were wondering, well, is is 14% high? Is he going to come down from that? You know, whereabouts is he going to fall? I thought maybe he was going to be pretty close to 40 goals, maybe a little bit under this season. Um, and then so far this year, he's shooting like 33%. So he's <laughs> he's kind of blown the 14% out of the water. It's really early. Um, but I think it's unrealistic to expect him to score a goal a game or six goals in seven games the rest of the way, obviously. But... You know, looking at how he's added even more tools to his skill set, you know, I think that he can be a 45 50 goal guy eventually. The only caveats I will add to that is that uh, Mike Babcock is giving Austin Matthews much more difficult minutes than he had last year. He's playing against uh, top D pairings, he's playing against top forward lines, he's starting a lot of his shifts in the defensive zone. Um, He has fewer shots on goal this year than he had last year per game. You know There are some indicators that it's going to be harder for him to score more goals, so I'm saying if we're trying to come up with a projection, I'd probably put him right around that 40-goal mark again.
0: Right, and that's a great point, James, because of those more difficult starting points and that the shots are down naturally at some point. They're going to stop Going in, at least for for a, a portion of the time, so that's a great stat there to uh, to keep track. So we're we're looking forty forty five ish for Austin Matthews potentially. Uh, what about the Leafs as a whole here, James? Like, have we underestimated them coming off of last season? Yeah, I think
1: maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe we underestimated the impact of both Ron Hainsey, um, Nikita Zaitsev being in his second year. So the defense maybe being a little bit more sound, but the other thing we really underestimated was the effect of bringing Patrick Marleau, who's still you know a top six, top seven forward on a good team, mm-hmm. uh, and bumping everybody else down. So all of a sudden you've got Connor Brown, or right now you've got Mitch Marner on the fourth line. That fourth line is much much more effective than it was last year when it was, you know, Sasha or Ben Smith or Freddie Gauthier or you know the various other guys that they weren't getting a lot out of that fourth line most of last year until they brought in Brian Boyle and. Kasper Barry cap and um, now you've got Marner or Brown on that fourth line, and, and Dominic Moore and Eric Fair. You're getting offensive production, you're getting good possession results from that fourth line. Um, they're just really, really deep up front, and it's very hard for other teams to handle them. You know, there's they, not really. They, they try and throw their their top players at Austin Matthews or Nazem Kadri's line, and they're still getting burned by the mm-hmm. third and fourth line. And there's not a lot of teams around the NHL that can, can do that. So, yeah, I think we, we probably did underestimate how good the Leafs could be this year.
0: So does that depth from what you rattled off there from the first line all the way down to the fourth, does that primarily lead us to, to see why their possession numbers have gone to pretty good to elite, at least this far in the season?
1: Yeah, last year they were about a 50%. They were pretty close to an average possession team. This year they're at close to 55%, which is really, really good. I mean, it basically means they're spending a a lot of games in the offensive zone in general. And, yeah, I think it's it's the depth that's getting them there. You know, it just... But the third and fourth lines are just much better possession lines. And now they've got Austin Matthews, as we already talked about, handling those more difficult minutes. And his line is still excelling in terms of possession. They're still getting, even though they're starting in the defensive zone most of the time, they're still getting 55% possession. So you look at the lines 1-4, to and there's not really any weak points for the Leafs right now. Certainly not offensively, and certainly not in terms of, of possession.
0: In conversation with James Myrtle, editor-in-chief of The Athletic Toronto on Twitter at Myrtle. Okay, let's move big picture here. And as of Friday night, we had three one-loss teams, James, uh, in the NHL, Tampa Bay, Toronto, uh, LA, Vegas, and New Jersey. So Vegas and New Jersey were on our our poll. Uh, Let's look at the Devils for a moment here. What do you think has allowed the Devils to excel this season, and how sustainable is it?
1: Uh... I think what's happened is they brought in a lot of really good young players. Mm. You look at, you know, Will Butchers. They signed him as a free agent to come in and play on their blue line. He's got five assists on the power play alone. He's put up a lot of points. He leads rookies. Uh, in, in the Calder race in, in scoring right now. Uh, Jesper Brad, who came over a six round pick from Sweden, has been excellent for them. They've just introduced a lot of new players, a lot of youth. They got Marcus Johansson from Washington. It's a better team. Um, I really like the job that the coaching staff has done there. And, um, you know, it's, if they get really good goaltending when Corey Schneider returns from injury, you know, I could see them continuing to be a team that surprises, but, You know, the Devils and the Avalanche are good examples of teams that have really injected a lot of youth into their rosters and had much different results than a year ago. And I wonder if that's going to become a trend around the NHL.
0: And last one for you here, James. The Edmonton Oilers, they came into this year a lot of hype with the Maple Leafs. Young, McDavid did the extension. We we know it's way too early to say that it's panic time, but when do you think we reach that point? And do we ever really, with how how dynamic we know that offense can be in Edmonton?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get the sense that's already getting close to panic mm-hmm. in Edmonton with Drysaddle being hurt. I think they really miss Sakara on the back end. You know, he was a big part of of their top pairing last year. Um, unlike the Leafs, the Oilers don't have as much depth down in their third and fourth line and through their defense and you know, we're seeing how that can impact the team, so you can't just rely on McDavid. McDavid is so good. He's the best player in the league um, but it's hard for him to, to rise up. I mean, he's seeing really tough checking and they, when Drysaddle was healthy, they moved Drysaddle to a different line to try and give them more balance and and more depth and a different look for other teams to face and you know, that means that McDavid's playing with weaker players, so it's it's going to be really interesting to watch the Others because as you said the expectations were so high people thought that maybe they were going to be the best team in the league be yeah. the Stanley Cup favorite off to a really tough start and you know maybe it shows it you know you can't just win with a, a couple of star players and that you know it really takes a team to to pull it off
0: in the NHL yeah and Edmonton 2-4 and 0 uh as of Saturday here and actually James uh, just seeing this now uh Bodog added the Maple Leafs as the odds on favorite at 8 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are that maybe there are a lot of really excited Leafs fans right. that are putting bets down, so they've had to lower they've had to lower the the betting line on on the Leafs because there's probably a lot of people that have been waiting, you know, the fifty some years uh, for the Leafs to have another real contender, and and they're pretty excited, and they're probably excited to get in on the betting line when it was lower than eight to one. So
0: right. To jump in on, on the hype. They've been waiting a long time to put some money down on that.
1: Uh, yeah, well, now year, this year might be the year.
0: Now's the time. Uh, James, what can people look forward to uh, this week on the, uh, the Athletic Toronto?
1: Yeah, we're working on a lot of different stuff. I know Pierre LeBron's going to have a couple of big stories. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of Leafs coverage, Senators at Leafs tonight, and I'll have a breakdown yeah. of that up uh, early. Tomorrow morning, so looking forward to that.
0: Excellent. People can subscribe at uh, the Athletic Toronto there and follow you on Twitter at Myrtle James. As always, thank you. Thanks, Andy. All right, James Myrtle of the Athletic Toronto, and I'm sure most of our listeners have already subscribed. But if you haven't, get on It's It's a the the, the talent they've added, and the quality of work is something you just can't really find anywhere else. So the Athletic Toronto with James Myrtle.